MSW Media. Hey, everybody. Big shout out to Helix Sleep. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. Today, Donald Trump seeks to delay the Fulton County DA probe further. The Biden administration may halt plans to move Space Command to Alabama over their abortion laws. More Secret Service failures as Jake Sullivan's house is broken into. Biden cuts his Asia trip short to deal with a Republican-manufactured debt ceiling crisis. And Lindsey Graham spends campaign funds on personal legal expenses. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate the day to take care of some business as I was traveling back from probably work, I imagine. Yes, where was I? See, this is what happens. What city was I in? Las Vegas, Nevada. You lose you lose days there anyway, but I really couldn't remember where I was until just now. Uh, it happened to me all the time when we were on the road with Muller She Road. I always had to put really big at the top of the script what city I was in that day because we just were we were so all over the place. So I feel you, my friend. A lot. Yeah. And you. good Lord. That's a lot of travel. So something really interesting uh, happened today. Uh, Trump has asked for 21 days to reply to Fonnie Willis's briefing in his lawsuit, trying to get her thrown off the case and trying to get the special purpose grand jury report thrown out. We go over all of that on today's episode of Clean Up on All 45 uh, with Pete Strzok. But something that just happened after we recorded that episode is that Trump has now asked for 21 days to reply, which is ridiculous. A reply couple of days, you know, usually. So we'll see what the judge has to say about that. But I thought that was funny. And also, did you catch Robbie Kaplan and E. Jean Carroll on Matto the other night? I didn't, but I heard they were brilliant. It was amazing. And uh, just a little bit of news from that appearance, Robbie Kaplan told Matto that they're going to make a decision about whether or not to sue Trump a third time for defamation for his town hall comments about E. Jean. They're going to make that decision in the next couple of days. So we'll keep you posted on that. Robbie Kaplan said it's definitely actionable what Trump said on stage, but they need to weigh the pros and the cons. We know that E. Jean's been through a lot. And so they are going to they're going to weigh these these, you know, this decision and they'll let us know within a couple of days. And then when they know, we'll let you know. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, you know, as a a member of our society uh, that likes justice, I would love to see it happen again and just have him put through the ringer. But it is a lot. It's a lot for aging Carroll. It's a lot of public scrutiny for her. And, you know, his supporters are awful. And, you know, sometimes it's just not worth any amount of money in the world to continue to have your life up uprooted by that man. Yeah. And I use that term loosely, man. Yeah, I agree. And, and going through that kind of litigation is, is time consuming and expensive. And, uh, yeah. and, you know, just because of the subject matter, it can really weigh on you. So uh, we'll let you know what they decide and, and why they made that decision. But I support <laughs> E. Jean and Robbie no matter what. I, I, I just have to laugh because I feel like after the third one, Robbie's going to be like, this one's on the house. <laughs> <laughs> this one's on me. <laughs> this one's on me. Thanks uh, for the retirement. Yeah, so funny. All right. We do have a lot of news to get to. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. 
All right. First up from Courtney Cube at NBC. Some defense and congressional officials believe the White House is laying the groundwork to halt plans to move U.S. Space Command's headquarters to Alabama, in part because of concerns about how the state's restrictive abortion law would be for, you know, folks who would have to work there. That's according to uh, two U.S. officials and a U.S. defense official familiar with the discussion. The, the belief, quote, is they are delaying any move because of the abortion issue. That's what uh, one of the U.S. officials said, referring to the White House. And the other official said this is all about abortion politics. The White House directed the Air Force last December to conduct a review of the process that led to the Trump administration's decision to move Space Command's headquarters from Colorado to Huntsville, Alabama. The review was ordered up in the months after Alabama's law banning nearly all abortions, including in cases of rape and incest, went into effect last summer. The law is considered among the most restrictive in the U.S. It followed two previous extensive reviews that took place after Joe Biden took office that found there was no improper political influence on the process that awarded the headquarters to Alabama. Just days before leaving office, Trump had announced Alabama would be home to Spacecom's headquarters. He later said he was single-handedly responsible for the state's selection over others that were under consideration, but the review did not support that claim. Biden administration officials have signaled privately to Pentagon officials and lawmakers that they're looking to reverse the Alabama decision over concerns about operational disruptions that moving Spacecom's headquarters, which is in Colorado right now, could bring. The White House said Alabama's abortion ban was not a factor in its ongoing review of the decision to build Spacecom's permanent headquarters there. But a White House official said that access to reproductive health care does not weigh into making the decision about location. So the White House is saying no. We're not considering that. Uh, administrative officials said the push not to headquarter Spacecom in Huntsville has nothing to do with the Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville blocking at least 234 of Biden's military nominations in protest against the Pentagon's abortion policy, which, by the way, I helped enact. Thank you. Yes, you did. That was a fantastic letter. Thank you. Still one official said he's not helping. Other officials said that the White House does not plan to announce its halting of Spacecom's move to Alabama until after the standoff with Tuberville over nominees was resolved. So it seems to have something to do with it. Alabama's abortion law could severely restrict Spacecom personnel's access to reproductive health care and could potentially hurt efforts to attract personnel. Redstone Arsenal has Fox Army Health Center, a medical facility, prescriptions and basic services that caters mostly to retirees in the area. And more than 98 percent of the more than 44,000 employees on base are civilians who live off post and use civilian medical care. Service members and their dependents assigned there would primarily use civilian medical care and would be subject to Alabama's abortion law. As such, they'd be forced to seek abortion and some other reproductive services outside the state. After the overturning of Roe v. Wade last year, the Defense Department took steps to ensure military treatment facilities continued to provide abortion services under its existing guidelines, including in states where abortions are now essentially outlawed with extremely limited exceptions. The department also announced that it would help cover travel costs for service members and their dependents who might have to cross state lines to receive abortion services. And again, uh, that op-ed I wrote in May, it was read by the Secretary of Defense, where I asked specifically for him to cover travel costs for service members who are stationed in states that have abortion bans and penalties for receiving abortion, where the folks who are stationed there have no choice about being stationed there. So I'm kind of hoping, even though the White House is saying this isn't about the abortion ban, I'm kind of hoping it is. I hope so as well. 
All right, AG, thank you for that. President Biden, he's going to cut short a visit to Asia as the push to strike a deal to raise the nation's borrowing limits grows more urgent. That's according to a source familiar with the president's plans. Well, the White House had emphasized how Biden's attendance at a summit of the Group of Seven major industrial countries in Japan this week would shore up optimism that the U.S. is able to resolve its differences at home. The president had next planned to travel to Australia for a Quad meeting on May 24th, with China's provocative actions in the region expected to be front and center in meetings with the leaders of Australia, India, and Japan. But with the deal still out of reach and the threat of the country's first ever default approaching, Biden will return early to Washington to continue negotiations, which are actually a bunch of bullshit. But he has to do it. Biden will also skip a visit to Papua New Guinea, where he had planned to stop on his way to Sydney to discuss regional security and economic and climate support. And this is a quote. President Biden had decided to return to the United States on Sunday immediately following the completion of the G7 to ensure Congress takes action by the deadline to avert default. Now it's from a source familiar with what he was saying. Biden is scheduled to meet with congressional leaders on Tuesday afternoon and then depart Wednesday for Hiroshima. Now, failure to reach an agreement threatens the possibility of default on the nation's $31.4 trillion debt, a catastrophic outcome for the U.S. economy. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen had warned this could arrive as early as June 1st, repeating the warning on Monday. Biden, Senate Majority Leader Schumer, the House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, they've all said that they will only accept a bill to raise the borrowing limit without strings attached. Well, McCarthy is standing by his position that spending cuts must be agreed in order to lift the ceiling. The two sides have identified areas of potential agreement, with Biden seeming to open the door to work requirements over the weekend. As negotiations drag on, the White House has emphasized the role of Biden's trip in rallying U.S. allies on economic and security issues globally and its approach to China. Work to counter Russia's war in Ukraine and provocative actions by China in the South China Sea and in Taiwan Strait Those were expected to be front and center throughout the president's visits in Asia. So there's a lot going on right now with that. Yeah, I I still am a no strings attached person, but we'll see. We'll see where the chips fall. And from Carol Lennig at The Post, the U.S. Secret Service is investigating how a man entered the home of President Biden's national security advisor in the middle of the night roughly two weeks ago without being detected by agents guarding his house. The unknown man walked into Jake Sullivan's home at about three in the morning one night in late April, and Sullivan confronted the individual, instructing him to leave. Two of the people briefed on the incident told this story. Uh, There were no signs of forced entry at the the home, according to one of the people. Sullivan has round-the-clock Secret Service details, but agents stationed outside the house were unaware, somehow unaware, that an intruder had gotten inside the home located in the West End neighborhood of Washington until the man had already left and Sullivan came outside to alert the agents. Could you imagine? (laughs) I mean... This and the Paul Pelosi thing and the CNN bomber. Like, what the fuck, Secret Service? The intruder appeared to be intoxicated and confused about where he was, according to people briefed. There's no evidence the person knew Sullivan or sought to harm him. In a statement, the Secret Service says it's launched an investigation into the incident and how the intruder accessed Sullivan's home undetected. Great. Keep Keep investigating yourself, Secret Service. The agency said it considered the security breach a matter of significant concern. Yeah. Quote, while the protectee was unharmed, we are taking this matter seriously and have opened a comprehensive mission assurance investigation to review all facets of what occurred. That's Secret Service spokesman Anthony Giglielmi. 
in a statement in response to an inquiry from The Washington Post. Quote, any deviation from our protective protocols is unacceptable. And if discovered, personnel will be held accountable. You mean if discovered? The fucking yeah. dude walked into his house. Can't find the text messages. What? <sighs> yeah. Well, well, we had text messages about it, but those are lost, too. <laughs> Normally, anyone intruding on the property of a person protected by the Secret Service would be detained immediately for questioning then most likely arrested and charged with trespassing. But people familiar with the incident said the person who entered Sullivan's home departed the scene before the agents were alerted to his presence. Although Sullivan was unhurt, the incident has sparked alarm among a very small group of White House and national security officials that were made aware of the episode, especially because the Secret Service in 2021 added a heightened level of security for the national security advisor. He's a senior aide to the president who coordinates diplomatic and military affairs. This is heightened security. They were able to just walk on by. Mm -hmm. Just head on into his house. Cool, bro. Good Lord. All right, AG, last in this section, but this is from Zach Everson at Forbes. It seems Senator Lindsey Graham used about $350,000 of campaign money to pay Jones Day. And that's the law firm that very unsuccessfully tried to get him out of testifying about attempts to overthrow the 2020 election in Fulton County, Georgia. $350,000 to lose. Yep. And that came from his donors. Graham's legal team took his objections all the way to the Supreme Court. When using campaign money, it saved Graham from having to spend his own money. And that appears to be legal. Politicians are allowed to spend donor funds on expenses that directly relate to allegations arising from their campaign or office activities which I think is crazy, by the way. Federal law prohibits them from using campaign money to cover personal expenses, though. Graham also created a legal expense fund, and that raised about $158,000 through February. His PAC donated 1000 to that fund. Hmm. Well, there's a related story here. Jenny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, contributed $500 to the campaign of Rep. Chip Roy on March 31st. Virginia Thomas has now donated at least $17,000 to Republican candidates since 2010, and Roy's campaigns received 2000 of that total. Allegations of conflicts of interest have swirled around the Thomases for more than a year, with some Democrats calling for the justice to resign, as we know. Virginia Thomas made her donation to Roy one week before ProPublica reported that Clarence Thomas secretly accepted luxury trips from a GOP donor. We know who that is, Mr. 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 Harlow. Thomas and, and spokespeople for the Supreme Court did not respond to multiple requests for comments. So yeah. it's like Lindsey Graham is obviously that's under some scrutiny. It just Clarence Thomas seems to be day in and day out just fucking over the, the this country by being bought off by a Republican donor. So mm, yeah. allegedly, I mean, just uh, when you think Nazi paraphernalia collector Harlan Crow paying his tuition, buying his mom's house, letting her live there rent free. I mean, that's bananas. Uh, yeah. And and I'm I'm expecting more from ProPublica. Um, it seems like there's just a drip drip of total corruption from the Thomases. It sure does. And then Gorsuch, too, with his property um, yeah. being sold nine days after he was appointed, after languishing on the market for I would just two years. Love, I would love to know who paid off Kavanaugh's debt, too. Mm, God, wouldn't that be cool? Oh, yeah. Just because I feel like it's in line with all of these other things, you know? And who bailed George Santos out? Yep. Was it Lindsay? Was it? Was My it, goodness. Was it Ginny? Did Ginny and Lindsay put together a bailout George Santos in cash fund? Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, everybody. We need some good news and we have it. If you have good news to send to us, you can do that at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. We'll be right back with it. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
Hey, everybody, it's AG. And in the realm of dreams, my mattress from Helix Sleep reigns supreme. This marvel of a mattress is better than any mattress, head and shoulders, that I've ever owned before. With Helix, I finally found the perfect balance of comfort and support so I can have a good night's sleep every night. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute online sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best night's sleep of your life. And you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows while you're at it. Discover your dreamland with Helix's 20 mattress masterpieces, including the prestigious Lux collection, options for big and tall sleepers, and even a snug retreat for kids. Uncover your ideal match with the Helix Sleep Quiz and your customized mattress will be delivered free right to your door. Helix offers a 100 sleep trial, that's 100 nights, and a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. My model is a Helix Midnight because I'm a medium firm mattress lover and I sleep on my side. It's such a great mattress. Delivery was seamless. I'm amazed at how soft and comfortable it is, so why not follow suit? Take the quiz and order your perfect mattress match today. Also, presenting Helix's Pièce de Résistance, the Elite Collection, for the ultimate sleep indulgence. This new release of custom mattresses will really elevate your sleep experience. Right now, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders, all mattress orders, and two free pillows for listeners. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, uh, if you want to give a shout out to somebody you love or a small business in your area that could use some support or your business. I know we have a lot of makers and creators that listen to this program. Or if you have, uh, let's see, a Whoopi story. I love those so much. Uh, any baby pictures, you can send those in. Frog orgies, we accept those. We do love those. <laughs> any fun stories. Um, uh, if you don't have pod pet tax to pay, you can share an adoptable pet in your area. Whatever. Whatever you feel like sending us, you can do it at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. All right. First up from Kirsten in PA1. That's uh, Pennsylvania's first district. Pronoun she and her. Hi, Leguminati. Thanks, as always, for all your work, keeping us all informed, motivated, and smiling. I hope your listeners will be interested in this. Starting on May 19th, Indivisible is holding events around the nation as part of our MAGA default crisis week of action. (laughs) We are deeply concerned about the looming debt ceiling default. We're trying to bring this issue, which could impact all of us, more daylight so as to put pressure on the Republican members of Congress to sign the discharge petition to pass a clean debt ceiling increase. Folks can learn more at magadefaultcrisis.org. Here in Swing District, Bucks County, PA, we are bringing in a mobile billboard to roam the county uh, on Friday, 519. It's the night before Pride launch in New Hope, PA. So we think the sidewalks will be popping. And we are hosting not one, two or three, but four in-person events that evening in different municipalities where folks can gather to meet the truck, take pics and videos and share that content on their own social media circles to raise awareness and put pressure on our own unrepresentative MAGA enabler, Brian Fitzpatrick. There are going to be hundreds of events around the country from May 19th through May 26th. Folks who are interested in participating should head over to the indivisible.org website or mobilize to find the event nearest them. Thanks again for all you do to lift our shared progressive values. And here's the billboard. MAGA Republicans are holding our nation's economy hostage. Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick is helping them. Oof, good. Go to magadefaultcrisis.com to learn more. Thank you so much, Kirsten. And, and big wave to, to PAO1. I love it out there. 
Love it. All right. This is from Grandma Amy, pronouns she and her. Oh, great queens on high of Leguminati. I submit a story of boast of spouse and humor. I give, I feel like this is like, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> I give the highest praise and flowers for all the truth and sanity that you reign about our enthusiastic ears. Oh, yes. All right. Oh, yes. Yes. First, my husband, Matthew, and I have been together for over 30 years. And on March 28th, we celebrated 25 years of marriage. Congratulations. Woohoo. Medically, this man has been through hell with me. I had my first heart attack and stroke causing a TBI when I was 25, and he still married me. Eventually needed to go on SSDI and just received my third pacemaker this past March. He still loves me. In 2015, it was his turn. He fell 30 feet, changing light bulbs in the parking lot at a state facility he worked at. When the defective lift tipped over. Oh my God. Thank the gods, all of them. He landed on a car. He fractured several bones, including his face, teeth, ribs, and two areas of his pelvis. Remarkably, he returned to work six months later. Good Lord. Matthew is and always has been my knight in slightly tarnished armor. I love, care, admire, adore, support, and can never imagine my universe without him. Anyway, uh, he had his chance to get out and he's still here. I'm attaching a picture of my love. <laughs> my pet tax is Brody John, an 140 pounds Great Dane Catahoula leopard dog. Oh my God. Showing his daddy how much he missed him while he was in rehab after the fall in 2015. Yes, Matthew is under, is under there. <laughs> Look at this handsome fellow with his tartan. Matthew. There's a person under that dog. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Also recovering from a horrible fall and the dog's like, I don't give a shit, you're home and my foot is going to go either up your bum or in your crotch. <laughs> it's how it always goes, right? Or right on the boob. They step. Yeah. Right. On the yeah. Boob. There's nothing like a mammogram from a dog to <laughs> wake you up. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, what a sweet puppers though. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you very much for that shout out to a loved one. I love those. Uh, next up from anonymous pronouns she and her. Hello, mistresses of the beans. Long time lister, first time caller. Been with you since the Muller she wrote days. My partner and I went on a road trip last week to help pack up and bring home my niece who just finished her first year of college. To keep us informed and entertained on the three and a half hour drive, we downloaded Jack and cleaned up on aisle 45 in addition to several Daily Beans episodes. When you talked about wanting some embarrassing cat family photos, we lost our minds because my parents had been cat sitting while we were away and sent me the attached photo as proof of life. <laughs> the photo is my 80 year old father holding my cat Gilda and the expression on Gilda's face, the awkwardness of the pose. We couldn't breathe because we laughed so hard. I promise you Gilda loves both of my parents and my dad in particular, and neither Gilda nor my dad was harmed, although Gilda does appropriately look embarrassed. Much thanks for help in keeping me sane and well-informed since the early days. Look at it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, Gilda. What a beautiful space, though. The cat's face. I know. <laughs> oh, she's lovely. Is she like a flame point? You know you're asking the wrong girl. Oh. Anyway, very cute. You want to take the next two, my friend? I'm happy to. This is from Ingrid, pronouns she and her. I love your show and listen daily. Here's a pic of Miss Sweeties, Cosmo the Golden Retriever, who loves a good grass roll and toffee. Our red... Uh, Merle, Merle, mm -hmm. Merle, 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 Australian Shepherd. Oh my God, the dogs are so cute. <laughs> Those are the happiest dogs I've seen in a long time. Thank they you for sending indeed. them in, Ingrid. 
All right. This is from Ellen, pronouns she and her. Great news. My partner got a vasectomy. <laughs> what a great way to start this. I have risk factors for strokes and some allergies. So my birth control for a long time was the natural cycles, which works uh, when done diligently, but it's a hassle and stressful. I didn't realize how much the fear of pregnancy and forced birthing was looming over me all the time, especially with a mildly irregular cycle. A huge weight has been lifted. Pod pet tax, Leopold. The tabby is a tripod. He is missing the back right leg. Herbert Orange is an anxious boy. He has his sanctuary by the window that Leo can't reach. Every day I'm grateful that I found the daily beans. I mean, (sighs) what a beautiful submission though because mm-hmm. it it shines light on how much women have to deal with with the effects of birth control um irregular cycles not knowing if you're going to get pregnant not wanting to get pregnant and then having to deal with possibly an abortion or not having an abortion and meanwhile her honey got a vasectomy yeah yeah and i got to tell you about a sex ed fail um you know how they oh they call that the uh natural cycles they call that the rhythm method Right. Like you learn your yeah cycles and stuff. But when I heard rhythm method, I thought it had something to do with like how fast you were fucking. Like, oh, like- my God, I did, too, until we just <laughs> talked about this. So don't feel bad. I thought the rhythm method also had something to do with that. But as a lesbo, I mean, I think it's understandable that I didn't know you as someone who has heterosexual <laughs> sex, I am a little surprised. I was like sitting there like, if I go faster, does that make it hot? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh my God. That's really funny. Or if they don't have rhythm. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you don't it, have rhythm, no one's getting pregnant. Yeah. Is that kind of, I, I was yeah. very confused until I found out, oh no, it has to do with your cycle. And I'm like, uh, like, you know, waiting until you're not ovulating, don't have sex while you're ovulating kind of yeah. thing. Don't even want to know what I thought the breeder's cup was for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But I'm glad they've changed it to the natural cycles method because that makes way more sense than the rhythm method. That really does. And I, you know, I don't think of Janet Jackson too. By the way, the the tripod baby in this photo is so adorable. All of them are cute. Oh, so awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Next up from Anonymous Pronouns, he and him. Hi, Beans crew. After my daughter's preschool had their first active shooter false alarm lockdown on Friday. Oh, my God. I needed some good news in my life. I mean, what the fuck? Anyway, I thought I'd share an amazing shit kids say from my four and a half year old. Uh, I'm legally blind. and My daughter loves to talk about how she's going to grow up and get her driver's slices, her driver slices, so she can drive me to work when it's rainy or cold. (laughs) Oh, Anyway, here's a photo of her, her favorite activity at a local library, playing wholesomely with giant light bright pegs. Oh, oh my goodness. Adorable. Ah, she wants to get her driver slices. That's (laughs) that's so good. Giant light bright pegs. Just saying. And yeah. She doesn't know. (laughs) Not yet. And seriously, what the fuck, though? I mean, that our kids have to go through this. Um, Yeah. And I will just say, we didn't cover it on the news today, but I'm sending love out to New Mexico, especially those in Farmington. There was a mass shooting in my state, my home state. Mm. And um, when it gets that close to home, it's just terrifying. So I hope that all the listeners um, are safe. Just hug, hug your loved ones. And um, yeah, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm it, 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 I, there, I don't even know what to say other than I'm, I'm holding those people close. I, I, I don't know even know what to say at this point. So, but I just want to shed light that, that you know, it is happening everywhere, unfortunately. Yeah, it's fucking daily now. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and I feel like we're failing 
our kids, right? Like we we didn't have to deal with this shit, you know, when we were younger. No, nope, we didn't. We had, we had your occasional, you know, nuclear bomb drill. Um, sure. Also, thanks Republicans, but like, I I can't imagine. Like, when as a grown up, Dana, I you know when I was working for the Department of Defense and I was in the uh, Department of Defense office, they would have live shooter drills with like a a reenactment of a live shooter and oh god and i'm like okay i have ptsd so i i can't be here that day so i was able to opt out of those uh you know type types of things but these kids man fuck resilient brilliant and uh i have so much hope uh for the future i do too they are fired up and they're tired of it and so i have i i do believe that the majority of gen x is going to be voting people the hell out of office in 2024 yeah good Good. And I'm going to help them. I'm going to do whatever I can to help them. Uh, All right. That is the show for today. Uh, We will be back in your ears tomorrow. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. Just sending everyone love. Yeah. Same. And um, also there is a new episode of Clean Up on Out 45 out today. Check that out with me and Pete. And thanks to all the new patrons. Pete Pete went on like a swear rant montage uh, uh, on our bonus episode over the weekend. And it, it got like a hundred new patrons um, Amazing. To, the, to, the, to the clean up on aisle 45 podcast. So that's kind of the deal. The, the Wednesday show is, you know, I got him to drop the F bomb, you know, during the public show tomorrow, <laughs> but not like he does on the weekends when we have our patrons only show. So if you're not a patron, you should check it out. It's patreon.com slash aisle 45 pod, A I S L E four five P O D me and Pete struck forever. Um, and also thanks for listening to Jack. We are now, you know, well over a million downloads a month on that on that podcast. So we appreciate that. Too. So amazing. Uh, all right. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone with you. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for the Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry, 
We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is lawyers, guns, and money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.